Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltong. I am really grateful to have you here for another week. Thank you for tuning in. It means the world to me to know that you are on the other end of this microphone. This podcast, oh goodness, it's all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and realize you are not alone. Our stories may not be the same. But those internal feelings, they are. We all feel happiness, sadness, joy, despair, right? It's life. We go through the gamut of emotions. And so to be able to walk the journey together, it means so much. And that is why my heart is bursting with gratitude for you. So let's dive in to this week's episode, shall we? This week, I want to share with you all about my first adventure in leaving home without baby Emma and what that felt like and looked like and how I got through it. (laughs) So it's my first time that I had to walk out the door with it just being me. And of course, there were many times that I have left you know, and traveled without Dustin, but it's different now having our sweet baby girl at home and knowing that I had to go out the door and leave her here. The most amazing, amazing thing was that Dustin was with her for the entire time. And what a blessing and a gift that is knowing that she was in just such amazing care with him. And also that they got that time to spend together and bond together because that is really special and so needed. So it was a work trip. I had to go all the way to California, which also made it difficult because there was a time change. And I was hesitant about leaving, yet also at the same time, a little excited, you know, to change things up a bit. And I know recently on the podcast, we were just talking about how you have to stretch yourself outside your comfort zone. You have to go and do things that are new and different in order to be able to grow and expand. And when the opportunity came up at work that I would be traveling, I was thinking, oh my goodness, be careful what you say because these things happen. They come true. What you put out in the world comes true. And here it is now, me having to jump on a plane and travel all the way across the country, going into an environment that I'm not familiar with, being with people that I don't know yet, and spending a few days away from home. It was a lot. And I was nervous about the whole experience and making sure that what we were there for, we accomplished and conquered and got it all done. But any time I walk into a situation that is brand new, and I'm sure this is for everyone, there are those nerves. I remember, gosh, when I joined a new gym and I had taken yoga classes many, many, many times before, but this was the first time I was going to be taking the yoga class at that particular studio. So I got to the studio really early just to make sure that I was there on time and I sat in my car. It was probably 10, 15 minutes 
just trying to work up that nerve to walk in the door. And these are the kind of things that were going through my head. Do I bring in my mat? Do I not bring in my mat? Will I be the only one bringing in my mat if I do bring it in? Which way do I put my mat in the class? How do I know if I'm at the front or at the back? Will I look foolish? Such tiny, silly little things. When in the moment, they felt like these huge mountains I had to trek over. Eventually, I dig it up the courage <laughs> and I got out of my car and walked into the class. And I remember walking out of the class feeling so good and so glad that I did go in. Because I could have just pulled out of the parking lot and went back home, but I didn't. I saw it through. And that's everything in life, right? Those nerves in the beginning, that sense of uncertainty where you really don't know what to expect. But those are the growth moments. Those are the times when we stretch ourselves and we really are able to see what we're capable of. We can see the ways that we have prepared ourselves for these moments with things we have done before. And that we're so much stronger than we ever thought we were. And it's such a sense of accomplishment when we're done with it. And so going into that, those nerves were there. So that was a huge, major piece of it. But that was all the work stuff, right? And then there was the home stuff. Where I was just feeling sad. Sad to leave Dustin and Emma. To be away from them this first time for these days. I knew deep in my heart everything was going to be great, that they would be fine together. But it was just not being here. Every single day I have been with her since she was born. And now all of a sudden, I'm not going to be. And there's many that have gone through this, right? And it's really, I think, just those first few times that are really probably the hardest. And then like anything in life, we get used to it. We know what it's like. We do it. But a first of anything is a big moment. And we need to remember that because I think so often we downplay it. And it doesn't just have to be a first in leaving your little one at home. A first in any, any, anything you're doing. The first time you're taking a class. The first time you're going into a new environment. The first time you're trying something you really wanted to do. And we need to recognize that taking those steps in those first moments is hard. But just because they are hard doesn't mean that they are insurmountable and that we won't be able to get through them. We have to stand in the hard, right? And think about some of your first that you have done. Maybe the first day on your job. Oh my goodness, what was that like? Terrifying, right? Absolutely terrifying. Because there's so many unknowns. And we don't like unknowns. We like to know what's going to happen. We like to be able to kind of move through the motions of things because we've done it before. We're comfortable with it. We got it. That feels good, right? When we know what to do, what to expect, where to go how to be. But when we're standing in that unknown, 
We don't know any of that. And so we have to, have to, have to appreciate the hardness of a first time and also know that there will never be another first time for this exact moment. Never. The next time I leave, I'll already know kind of what it's like, what to expect. Be a little bit more prepared mentally, right? It'll be different. It'll be so different. When I was running the New York City Marathon for the very first time, I had seen that quote somewhere. There will never be another first time. And I wrote it big on a poster and hung it up in my apartment because I wanted to really let that sink in. I might run the marathon again, but it will already have these thoughts and ideas in my head of what's going to happen next. That very first time, I had no idea what was around each and every corner. Was it going to be a bridge or a long street? (laughs) Right? Was it going to be a hill or was it going to be flat? No idea. Now I know the course. Now I know what it's like to run 26.2 miles. I know the struggles. I know so much of it. I've been there. I've done it. Yeah, maybe I'll run it in another state another different race, but I've got it under my belt and I know what it's like. That very first time is that very first time and it's fresh and it's new and it's sort of this blank canvas and you get to make it what you want to make it of. One of my most favorite things that I heard after I ran that very first marathon was the folks that were there cheering me on. They came up and they said, you're the happiest runner I saw. And I was. Running that race, I was so happy because I had trained so hard to get here. And oh my goodness, yes, during those 26.2 miles, there were moments that were really, really hard. But I just kept putting one foot in front of the other finding my way. And before I knew it, there was another family member or friend standing there cheering me on. And that filled me with energy and got me going again. And I would just keep on smiling and keep on going. And it's amazing how the way we show up, the attitude we bring into a situation really helps to shape what that experience is. And you're the one that plays the big part in that. You can choose to show up with curiosity, an open heart, a willingness to be uncomfortable in the unknown. Or you can be defensive. Be, you know, kind of taking a back seat because you're terrified. You choose. It's all up to you. And let me tell you, that was an absolute true blessing in this trip. Because the folks that I was traveling with showed up with joy, with curiosity, with a willingness to stand in this uncomfortable together and figure it out. And that helped make the experience being away from Emma so much easier because it was a great dynamic and flow between us. And we were all excited to be there and to take on this new venture. 
and to do it together. And that was huge, absolutely huge, because I can imagine if I was with other people who didn't have that same kind of energy, it would have been a very different experience. It would have been really hard, really hard. So in the morning, when I was leaving the house, even the night before, let's be honest, (laughs) when I was packing, tears just pouring from my eyes. And I think we have to allow ourselves to be in that moment. Because I can look back now and be like, oh my gosh, that was so silly. Why was I crying? Of course everything was going to be fine. Why am I so upset? But we need to feel that. We need to go through all of it. And to validate it and know that those feelings are absolutely real in that moment. It is so real that I was really sad. I didn't want to leave. I was excited to, but also I didn't want to go at all, right? And so I'm packing and wiping away the tears (laughs) and Dustin's comforting me, letting me know everything's going to be okay. They're going to be great. And I knew that, but it's just, it's what you go through, right? It's all the feelings. We got to feel all the feels. And that is with everything in life. Feel it all. It truly is the only way to work through it. Because when we push it away, when we try to pretend it's not happening, or we kind of shove it down because we don't even want to acknowledge what's happening, it just bottles up. And that's not good for anyone. So I really gave myself permission to feel it, to feel it all. Allow those tears to pour out. And even the next morning, as I'm getting in the car, leaving the house, more tears, more sadness. But that's okay. It's okay to cry. You have to. And I made it all the way to California. Walked into my hotel room and again, more tears, because there I was alone. Just me. And on the other side of the country were these two amazing people that I love with all my heart. And we had this huge distance between us. But here's what got me through. Dustin sent me the sweetest videos of the things that they were doing together. And what a gift technology is where we have this opportunity to share these moments. And to not share them in just a picture, but a video that makes you really feel like you were there. And then we also jumped on a video call a couple of times when the time worked. And oh, amazing, amazing. To even have Emma see me through the camera and give me the biggest, biggest smile, my heart melted. And to be able to get to see Dustin and talk to him and check in to see how he was doing, because this was also a really huge first experience for him. I was leaving, and now he was there with her alone for all these days. A huge first, right? But what is incredible and what I think is so important for anything in life is that communication. Instead of me not letting 
him see me cry and pretending like, oh, I was great, you know, I got this. No. I poured out those tears right in front of him. And he saw my sadness. And he talked to me about his fears of what it would be like to have to take care of Emma alone for all those days. Because the baby is so unpredictable, right? Are they going to all of a sudden just be inconsolable? We have no idea. No idea. But that open communication, that dialogue, talking about how you're feeling, what you're going through, is important. It's important for everything in life. In the relationships you have at work, the relationships you have with your loved ones, with the people that you are living with, with your friendship. Communication is key. It's the glue that helps you continue to be strong together and find your way through. And I am beyond grateful for the open communication and dialogue that Dustin and I do have with one another. It's everything. Everything. And so those few days, I worked tirelessly. (laughs) I got these amazing videos, which was a pop of sunshine in my day. And I also allowed myself to really be present in the moment that I was in when I was in California. Because I could have gone there and just been miserable because I was missing the folks at home. But that's not fair to myself. That's not fair to the people that I'm with. It's not fair to the whole situation, right? I had to be present to what I was doing. Be really fully engaged in it. And I was. Even though I missed them, I was there. I was doing the things that I had to do. I was appreciating the moment and living in the everyday things that we were going through. And it is a reminder in life that wherever you are, be right there. Yes, you can miss certain things or certain people, but be where you are. And allow yourself to soak in what is going on in that very moment. And you can't do that if you're not present. If you disconnect from where you are, why are you there? Right? What are you getting out of the situation? What are you contributing? How are you finding this flow and rhythm if in your mind you're totally somewhere else? And that, I think, is an important lesson for everything. And then coming home, oh, the sweet, sweet, sweetness of that. And there is truly something about leaving and returning again. And I know any time I go on vacation, my most favorite thing in returning is my bed. There is nothing better than sleeping in your own bed after you have been away. It feels incredible, doesn't it? The covers feel perfect, the coziness, oh, all of it. All of it. But when you do leave, when you step outside of 
your comfort zone, your environment, where you are every single day. And you go away for a little bit and you return, you come back with this appreciation for some things that you might have been kind of taking for granted. The coziness of the bed. The warmth of my home. Even just like the color choices in the room. Because the color choices in the hotel room was this bright maroon wall and everything else kind of brown. (laughs) And it's kind of like, oh, so depressing. And you step back into your environment like, oh, I love it here. It feels so homey and cozy and wonderful. But we can't get the sense of appreciation if we're in the same place all the time. And so, even though it was hard to leave, I think it was a gift for my family. Because we were able to appreciate each other just a little bit more. And that distance makes the heart fonder, I think, is such a true sentiment. Because so often you kind of fall into those patterns of going through the motions. And now that was all thrown up in the air. And we had to figure it out again. What does it look like? What do we do? And now when we come back, there's this appreciation. This new view on it that we didn't have before. And it's wonderful to have that. It really, truly is. And so I'm really grateful for this opportunity to have been able to go away even with Emma being so young. And to return home to the biggest smiles and hugs and balloons that said, welcome back. My heart filled with happiness. And so I want you to know that sometimes the separation, this missing of someone, can really be challenging. But that return can be a little extra sweet, right? It really can. To see Emma smile again in person, I was like, oh, and here's the thing. While I was away, she got her very first tooth. I cannot believe it. It popped on through, and there it is, a little razor blade in her mouth. That gummy smile that she had is no longer with that little front tooth, but it is adorable. And a reminder of how quick the passage of time happens. And so it is important to be where you are. Because if you're not, you're missing everything that's going on. You're somewhere else. But you're not really here. So be right here in the moment. I can't believe she has her first tooth. She will be seven months this February 7th, which is so incredibly crazy. How did that happen? I don't even know. I don't even know. But it has been a joy to watch her grow and to even see I was only gone a few days. But she grew so much. We have one of those little... I don't know what they're called. Walkers, I think, is what is the the real name of it. That you can put her in and she'll kind of walk around the house. And we have put her in it before and she really 
doesn't go very far. And now, oh my goodness, she's zooming around. And it's really, really cute because Dustin sent me this video where he was like behind her. And she would like giggle and run away and then look back, see if he was still there. And she, he would run closer and she would run away again. And it's like she's really figuring out how to do it, how to use it. And you think of that, you think of this discovery and how little ones are discovering the world for the very first time. And can we take that same curiosity and openness to learn when we step into a new environment? Can we be curious to learn everything that's there, discover what's around, and really, truly take it in? Because what a gift that would be right? If we did that, we have no idea what we would learn and find out. But there would definitely be something for sure. Absolutely for sure. And so that was my very first experience of leaving home. And even though there were all those tears, it was a wonderful trip. Things worked out exactly as they were meant to be. Emma was in the best of hands and her and Dustin had a great time together, which totally warmed my heart. And I'm grateful to be home and to be all three of us together again. So if you're thinking of going somewhere or doing something and you're unsure about leaving the folks around you, know that they'll be okay. They will. And when you come home, it will be a little bit extra sweet, which is wonderful. So wonderful. All right, I do want to pull a card to end our podcast again. And this month, I'm going to use a different deck. And it is the Oracle of the Seven Energies by Colette Baron reed And I love this deck so much. I have used it many, many times. And these cards are a talesman for our week ahead, something you can tuck into your pocket. A little reminder when maybe you're feeling uncertain or unsure. So I invite you to close your eyes, open your heart to the message we are about to receive. Ask that the message be for you, for us, for this collective soul circle community. We are in this together, traveling side by side, and we will find our way together. So let's see what this week's message is. Card that I pulled is a grand symphony. Mm, let's check this out. 27. Inclusivity, being part of the whole, removing bias, seeing the interconnectedness of all, knowing that everything you do has a consequence. Unity consciousness, the end of division. As human beings, we have a tendency to see ourselves as separate from others. This perception is the root of the cosmic joke played on all of us. Although our five senses and intellect can help us manage our experiences in the material world, and intuition helps us navigate the invisible, we struggle with the issue of identity and how we fit into the whole. You're facing a paradox today. You need to focus on being your unique self for only you can bring your own special harmony to the symphony of the world. But equally, 
you need to learn to be selfless and put we before me, seeing yourself part of the consciousness that unifies us all. Oh, I have to say, it just blows my mind how these cards are exactly kind of what I was talking about. How you do have your individual self, right? And you are you and you are unique and you bring something to the table that nobody else does. And when you are in the room, it changes the dynamic. Every single one of us, you remove one of us from a situation and that room is different because your energy isn't there to play into it. So everything shifts. And you're the one who chooses what is that energy that you're going to bring into that situation. Going into this trip, I could have brought in, you know, negativity. But I was open, open to the experience. Every single day we sat at breakfast. And before we went to do what we had to do, we said, today is going to be a good day. And how amazing to start off the day like that, right? Like already we set the tone for it. And that is everything. That's the energy that we're carrying. It also says in here, you're being invited to step back and see the bigger picture until your individual part of the world stage disappears and blends with the glory of all life. It's true that who you are and what you do counts in far-reaching ways. Consider this, though. When you listen to music, it's the whole, not any single note on its own, that makes the song come alive. So today ask yourself, can you be a part of something bigger? Can you put the principles and needs of the group above your own wants? Can you fully embrace the concept of unity and diversity by celebrating all the notes in the symphony? If so, then you will indeed be wise and whatever you are dreaming about will be fulfilled beyond your wildest hopes. It's time to do your part to sing in harmony with others. Stay in tune and learn the new harmonies and notes. Such sweetness will arise. We are all part of this grand symphony of life. And when we come together and unify, magic happens. When we are lifting each other up, we can accomplish so much. Go further than we ever thought imaginable and play the most beautiful song together, right? There is this harmony that comes when we're coming together. And let's remember that this week as we are traveling through and maybe some of our own wants and desires play into what we're looking to do. But what is the bigger picture? What does that look like and how are you contributing to it? What part are you playing? How does it feel to be a part of that symphony? And can you hear the sweetness and the beauty of your own voice harmonizing with everyone else? Mm, what a beautiful, beautiful message. I thank you so much for being a part of this community, for sharing your heart and showing up. You can connect deeper. If you come on over to the Soul Circle community, is the place outside of social media, a place where we gather, where you can show up exactly as you are. And tonight at seven o'clock, and this is Sunday, I will be doing 
alive in the community. And it'll be an opportunity for us to reflect back on what was January like? How are we feeling? What were the highs? What were the lows? What did we learn? What are we most proud of? And taking that time to reflect and look back is really, truly important because it helps us know how to step forward. And so think of it similar to an Instagram Live where you will see me, but there will also be the opportunity for you to connect with the other folks in the community through the chat. So in order to be a part of it, you have to join Soul Circle, which is totally free. And I'm doing these lives monthly. So every month we're going to look back on the previous month and then also set intentions for what is ahead. And I would love, love, love for you to join me over there. You can find the link below in the show notes, or you can also come over to jenniferbeltoff.com and find it there. I'm sending you so much love. I will be back next week. But until then, have a wonderful week and we will talk soon.